0: Welcome back to the Fangirl Forum. I'm your host, Meredith Loftus, AKA your friendly neighborhood Fangirl. Happy holidays. 2021 is coming to a close, but not without one last Marvel movie. Spider-Man No Way Home has been hyped leaked, potentially spoiled, hyped some more. We've been waiting for this movie for so long and now it is finally here. Honestly, I did not think this movie was even going to come out this year based on, you know, the pandemic, movies getting pushed off the calendar. And I wasn't sure if we were even going to get this, but I feel like this was a treat to us all. I have just finished watching the movie uh, with my friends and I want to end this year just fangirling with some of my favorite people over this new movie that just came out because I have seen it, I am a changed person, I have lots of thoughts on it, and I cannot talk about this movie alone. So joining me back on Fangirl Forum today are my dear friends Emily Dominguez and her husband Tully Dominguez. Hey guys. Hey. Hello everyone. We're back at it, you know? We are here and we are changed. (laughs) We are not the same people we were when we left this house a few hours ago. And here we are now in a post no way home world. That's insane. Absolutely crazy. (laughs) So freeing. (laughs) It feels like a weight has been lifted off of us. But before we can talk about why that weight has been lifted off of us, One last time with good measure, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Oh my gosh, spoilers are ahead. Seriously, if you have not seen No Way Home, like do not listen to this episode until you've watched the movie. Seriously, you will not regret it. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Potentially some spoilers for Hawkeye, which you should definitely be watching that on Disney Plus. Spoilers, 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 and spoilers. I feel like that was a good spoiler warning.
1: You forgot spoilers.
0: Oh yeah, one more. Spoilers. Okay. So, yes, as I mentioned up top, we have just seen No Way Home literally this evening, and we, on the drive home, we just had nothing but just, like, sporadic thoughts of just, like, there's just so much to talk about in this movie, but I want to start first to both of you. What are your, if you can contain them, overall thoughts on the movie you just watched? I thought it was totally epic very
2: satisfying, very emotional, it made me laugh, it made me cry, I loved it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I might be biased, you know, just having seen the movie and everything, might have to sit with it a little bit longer, but best Spider-Man movie of all time to this point, a complete celebration of three generations of Spider-Man, every single universe was done justice and made better because of this movie wow, just as a lifelong Spider-Man fan, couldn't be happier.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, I loved this movie. I was, it exceeded my expectations in ways that like, I thought they were like crazy level high, you know, but they like served every little thing that I wanted and then some in this movie. It is epic in scale. It is super emotional and like intimate too. and it it feels like Spider-Man's Endgame. Like, this is the same way I felt after I saw Avengers Endgame, which was epic. It hit all of, like, the pleasure beat moments. It redeemed movies that, like, that they are made better because of Endgame, and I feel that way about this movie. Like, I mean, we've already said spoilers off the top. Like, I think the Amazing Spider-Man movies have officially been redeemed. I even think, like, Spider-Man 3... Toby's have been redeemed a bit more, though we did not get to see, we didn't get to see Topher Grace Venom, but we definitely saw a Venom in this. But yeah, like it just, it's insane, like the heavy lifting this movie did. And it still felt like Tom Holland's Spider-Man movie. And that was my big fear walking into this was like, I don't want too much attention taken off of Tom because this is his movie. And... It really was his movie because at the end of the day, the sacrifice that he made, the heartbreak that he had in this movie, like, it was all integral to him and what we will see hopefully moving forward with him. I can't believe this movie exists, guys.
1: Same. i like, taking a time machine back in time to, the, to seeing The Amazing Spider-Man 2 in theaters and wondering where the, what the future of Spider-Man was going to be. It wasn't looking good, but, wow, just, just a, you're right, a complete redemption, complete celebration. Mm -hmm. Thank God for Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal working together.
0: (laughs) For real. We as audience members have been, like, just gifted this, like, yeah, like what you called it, a celebration of these three generations, you know, of Spider-Man but i mean there was a lot there's a lot that they packed into this movie and you know i think a big key part that made this spider-man stick out and make it really special we're gonna go emotional first was the fact that like up until now we didn't have an uncle ben moment for tom holland and people thought it was kind of tony stark because he was his mentor but no they were saving it because it was Aunt May because she died. Green Goblin killed Aunt May, and it was devastating to watch. Emily, what did you think when you saw that?
2: Yeah, it was so emotional and just heartbreaking. I mean, Tom Holland is just phenomenal in this role, and this movie is like the best we've seen. Of him as spider-man oh for sure for sure and yeah it was just heartbreaking but I love that they got to give that to Aunt May that kind of moment of her passing on knowledge to him and I also love that you know in the prior spider-man movies spider-man movies we don't really see the relationship between Ben and Peter Parker we're kind of told about it and we understand that you know he's an important part of his life but we see them together for ten minutes and then he dies in the movies whereas this we've seen Aunt May and Peter Parker together for like two full movies and then some more in Civil War mm-hmm. so we really got to know them as a family and understand how they love one another and how she wants to protect him, but also help him become the best that he can be, and how he respects her and wants to keep her safe and not put her through any harm. So that just made it all the more emotional that they have spent years building up their relationship. And so this really, really hit us hard in the gut. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean walking into it, I I was saying to both of you that like I think Happy Hogan's gonna die. It'll be a way to kind of like cut off like the Iron Man aspect of his story in it would be that nice little like goodbye. Or not nice goodbye because it'd be emotional or whatever, but the fact that like we lost May it felt like it came out of nowhere but like it's very true to Spider-Man's story so it worked really well but it was like but it was effective because it just hit hard you know and watching watching Tom Holland at his at her grave at the end was just like emotional and but then he also lost happy in that same scene too because he didn't know who he was and so Peter Parker lost a lot of people in this movie, uh, whether it was actually they died or like, they just do not know who he is anymore. He is truly alone in this world and he has no way home and he's figuring out his new home, essentially crazy. And I mean, speaking of, you know, how, as I mentioned, like he didn't just lose Aunt May, which, all right, cold-blooded it was the green goblin who killed aunt may that was devastating because she took him in she was like the one who pushed peter to like you need to help this guy you need to do the right thing by them and she was the one who told him, with great power comes great responsibility Mm -hmm. and and it just worked like it just was so heartbreaking that like because she brought him in, like she was saw the good in him, that him as Green Goblin killed her. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay,
1: hey, yeah. Green Goblin, he might miss the first time. He tried. He went after Amy Man that first time. That's true. She, she lived through that man. Mm-hmm. She looked rough, but she she lived through that. <laughs> Second time, no, Green Goblin doesn't miss.
0: He he did not miss this time, mm. which made their. His final battle with Tom Holland's Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Because I'm gonna have to say that a lot in yeah. this episode. Peter one. Peter one. Peter three. No, he no. He said he was Peter one in this. Did he? I thought yes. okay. He was the leader of them, yeah. you know. And I, he called he he called Garfield three, which you know it kind of works, but like. It just made that battle, like that their final confrontation all the more emotional because mm-hmm. like it was just rage that like he was feeling towards him because he he lost his last like family member, you know. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what happened to his other family members, but he lost May by Green Goblin and it was just a lot.
2: Yeah. And we've we've certainly seen Peter go through loss, like in the these movies. But yeah, we haven't really seen him go through loss that leads him to kind of a vengeful yes. attitude. So I think that 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 was important to see as his like character is developed and where we'll go from here, you mm-hmm. know, now that he he has lost so much, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be interesting to see how that impacts him going forward and the decisions he makes and really realizing the weight of his job
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean so speaking of that you know he lost he lost may he lost happy he lost his friends he lost mj he lost the avengers he Mm -hmm. lost that support because you know in the movie you know he's trying to make sure Nobody remembers who he is, but only, like, the select people in his life. And even after all of the work that he does to give these villains second chances and, you know, team up with different spider man like, it's still not enough to save the multiverse, essentially. And he makes the ultimate sacrifice to lose them. And... Their I was heartbreaking. Like, I, I'm gonna keep saying heartbreaking because, like, there were... As much fun of a movie this was, the ending was just devastating to, like, see Peter have to say goodbye to MJ. And she says that she loves him for the first time and he she tells him, like, you can't tell me I love you until you find me again.
2: Mm. Oh, that, like, had me in tears. I really wasn't expecting to cry as much as I did in this movie, but here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, at that moment, it was just so sad to watch. The performances now were great, and the music, mm-hmm. like everything in that moment was just executed very
1: well.
0: Yeah, Tully, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean... You think about it, Peter's probably better off if he leaves, lets that first spell just go, because mm-hmm. it's it's the whole world forgetting that Peter Parker, Spider Man. He then has to double down and be like, no, no, let the whole world forget Peter Parker. And it's even worse off for him. But yeah, the sacrifice, he, he, he made the the sacrifice play, not only there, but the sacrifice play of. M J, you're right. M J says, "Tell me when you tell me you love me when you see me again." Mm-hmm. He goes to see her again, and it's because he loves her that he doesn't say that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He sees the the life that her and Ned will have without kind of being burdened by the knowledge of who he is and who Spider Man really is, and knowing that the danger that they will always be in and the baggage that comes with being close with Spider-Man and he chooses to let them you know live on not knowing just
1: but if we've learned anything from Spider-Man Spider-Man in the past is that no matter how much he, he wants to to walk away from love hmm he can't. He, always, yeah, they, they always um, come back into his life, mm-hmm. whether, whether he wants it or not. he deep down he wants it.
0: Oh yeah. He loves MJ. We watched Far from Home before we watched No way Home this evening, so watching them really fall for each other and their you know, awkward teen love, and to see them very like they are each other's anchor. In this and like you see them kind of like touch base with each other and like hey we make decisions together you are not alone in this hey are you okay like always kind of like keeping tabs with each other and feeling very grounded yeah made it that much harder to like because you we were rooting for them and like Mm -hmm. you know I don't think this is the end of their story and I think it'll be really sweet to see them fall in love as adults you know we don't know when the next Spider-Man movie will take place, how many years later it will be, or Will they all be at MIT? Tomorrow? Yeah, exactly. Like will they will they be home for like the holidays or like summer vacation or something and mm-hmm. like or MJ and Ned back in town and then like they run into each other again? Like we we don't know, but I'm looking forward to you know, seeing that and having them come back together again. Because Zendaya is truly a treasure to, like, keep yes. around in these franchises. And we know she's about to do dude part two right now. So she's not against these, like, big franchise movies. And clearly she really likes being involved in the Spider-Man story. So, like, we want to keep having her around, you know? Yeah. And I just love what... Like, how they've characterized her. hmm
2: You know, she's not really the damsel in distress. Like, she can hold her own. She can help out. And, you know, Holland, as Peter Parker, he doesn't treat her as, you know, something fragile or having to always protect her. You know, he, you know, welcomes her help and he acknowledges that he needs her
0: mm-hmm. in
2: order to keep doing what he's doing. And Ned.
0: yeah they are a great trio together and i we've had a lot of good trios this year out of the mcu phase four so far but i think they might be my favorite trio and plus we've had them for that much longer so Mm -hmm. you know they they were the best like when they hugged multiple times just together i'm like oh i want to hug with you like as they comforted him after you know (sighs) When he was crying on the roof after losing May and, like, just not even saying anything, but just holding each other. Like, that was beautiful.
2: That moment was so great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and kudos to John Watts because he is the first MCU director at this point to have started and finished a trilogy. Like, directed all three movies, and it's clear, like, he was going for a lot of, like, those 80s Brat Pack kind of movies for the first two because it gave it that much more like emotional weight when this stuff happened, Mm -hmm. you know, like those friendships and that fun times that they had, so we can get to the really deep stuff of this movie.
2: Yeah, this definitely had, I think, a different vibe, but I think it worked well. You know, it didn't feel like it was coming out of. Somewhere entirely different. Mm-hmm. Just felt like the stakes were that much higher from the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have Homecoming where the stakes are... It's it, it's a big deal, but it's not it's not earth-shattering. It's not world-ending. It's really just a guy trying to hijack a plane, and the, the technology in it could do a lot of damage. Sure. Um, so that could be, you know, still important, but not world-ending. Going to Far From Home he say he's probably half of Europe, you know, because of Stop Mysterio. But this, this was a universe-breaking thing. And so he had... Spider-Man, We've he's gotten his Avengers-level threat all by... It's all him. Yeah. It's all on him to, to get that fixed. He had some help mm-hmm. from himself, in a way. Um. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes, he did have help from himself in a very literal sense. <laughs> yeah, And for a movie that stuffed a lot into this, it really didn't feel over-bloated or too much. Like, we, you know, I think there was a running joke for a while that you can't have too many villains in a movie Mm -hmm. without it, like, wrecking things. Case in point, Amazing Spider-Man 2. They had Mm -hmm. multiple villains, Mm -hmm. and it, it suffered for it. Here we had five villains? Three from... The Toby McGuire universe, two from Andrew Garfield universe. Mm-hmm. And it was, so five villains. They were in most, or they were in the whole movie, but like they were our first introduction to like where we were heading in this movie. And like, it felt right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, am I, what did y'all think of the fact that we. We had the return of Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. Mm -hmm. We had Alfred Molina Mm -hmm. back as Doc Ock. Jamie Foxx as Electro. I totally forget the other actors' names. I'm so sorry, but Lizard and Sandman were back. And yeah, like having them all again and seeing their dynamics together. Like, what did you think of that?
2: Yeah, I loved it. And I thought it worked because they were all kind of introduced at the same time. And the catalyst for them being there was, you know, the same across the board. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like some of the other Spider-Man movies where you're kind of with one villain and then out of nowhere, at the very end, comes, like, another villain. But these were all, they're all connected. They're all there for the same reason. And initially Spider-Man's wanting to help all of them, you know, and that's... You know, in the end, what he accomplishes. I think Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin definitely is the... I think he becomes kind of the overarching villain. Or the one that does the most harm. Which is fitting. So, the other ones, you know... We kind of see them as, you know, these are people who... They didn't choose to be villains. You know that was kind of thrust upon them by circumstances out of their control for the most part. So I thought it, I thought it worked really well, and I didn't get, I didn't feel like i get bogged down. I think it was helpful also that they kind of focused the most on, well, Defoe's is Green Goblin and Alfred Molina and um, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx,
1: mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I liked how, um, well, yeah, so I liked how they brought, brought them all in and doing justice to each of their characters not ignoring their past it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't they, they could have gone many different routes with this they could have just been like look they're a villain from another universe maybe it's not even the universe that we've seen movies in yeah and, and they're like yep and we're just gonna fight and no they did the they did the hard work they did to, to say no, no these are the from these are from the movies you saw mm-hmm. at specific moments in time and they all that that scene of them all all those villains talking to each other in yeah. in the in the, uh, the wizard's dungeon, as Ned Ned calls it. They're all talking. They're all like realizing, wait, wait, we're like we're gonna die. Like we're all we all are gonna die. That's Unless all our... we're redeemed in some way. Some didn't mm-hmm. want to be redeemed. Yeah. At the end, they were all redeemed.
0: Which is whether
1: they liked it or not. Yeah. And that's because of the sacrifice of of Tom Holland's Peter Parker at the end. I mean, all the Spider-Men sacrifice in that. But even those other Spider-Men get redeemed. Yeah. Toby, uh, uh, well, Andrew gets redeemed because he can save, he saves M- MJ, yeah. who he says, that was, he said earlier, like, I lost Gwen. She was my MJ. Oh.
0: That, you the devastation he felt
1: there. You can see on his face just how, how much it meant to him to, to save save MJ there.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, when he's holding her in his arms and you just look at his face, you're like, oh, my gosh, he got to do the thing he never got to do. And I said that in the last episode (laughs) that I recorded, because the final trailer had just come out, and Mm. I'm like, seriously, what if, like, what if it's got to be, he has to be the one to save her from falling, like, he needs that redemption, and they did it, and we all... Cheered. It was yeah. like we all knew we needed that. Yeah, yeah. definitely
2: called that
1: one, but
2: was just it, as excited of, to yeah. you know see it. It's <laughs> one of
1: those you, you 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 feel like it has to happen, and they knew it too, right? Mm-hmm. So just give it to us, you know. Yeah. or just, just give us give give us it, and, we'll, and the payoff will be there. But yeah, so we see the redemption of Andrew's P- uh, Peter Parker, Toby. We see the redemption for him, because earlier, right, what does he say? He says, hey, I once, I lost my Uncle Ben, and then I I sought to kill the man who killed him. And he, I mean, we know that Toby didn't actually kill him, but he does fall to his death. Yeah. So he gets what he wants, and mm-hmm. it doesn't satisfy. So he knows that going after that rage and stuff, it haunts you mm-hmm. that that doesn't satisfy. And what does he do? He stops Tom Holland's Peter... From making that same mistake, mm-hmm. so he gets redemp- so in yeah. a way he gets redemption there as well, stopping Tom from making the same mistake.
0: Yeah, and I and then we, of course as soon as he did that, we had the almost like fake out of like that he got stabbed by Green Goblin the same way that like you know he mm-hmm. used his spider senses in the first Spider-Man movie to miss right. the glider and then to see him get stabbed, I was like. No, <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Was
2: worried about that for a
1: second, but he, he'll walk it off. He, he, he did walk
0: it off. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh,
1: fine. I like. I like to think <laughs> he made it back, and him and yeah. him and Mary Jane. Mary Jane are you know have spider babies and.
0: <laughs> and our, oh yeah.
1: I just love yeah. One quick thing before we I forget since we were talking about the villains for a second. Don't think we didn't see Easter eggs in in that final scene. We saw. Uh, Craven, the Hunter's outline. Yep. In, in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Rhino
1: we saw. hmm Those are the only two things I can think of. I'm sure people on YouTube, y'all are figuring this out and circling mm-hmm. them all.
0: Oh, no. I'm sure after we're done recording this and I watch, like, all the other Spider-Man videos that I've been avoiding all week, they're gonna have, like, oh, yeah. all of the other ones that we've missed. But, yeah, like, they have planted the, seed, the seeds for what could be this next trilogy mm-hmm. of Spider-Man movies. And, I mean, we'll get to a very big one that was left teased for in the mid credit scene. We will... I'm putting a pin in that because, mm-hmm. like, that's a big deal yep. that we saw what we saw in that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, how crazy is that? Like, we got all these villains and then we see what can still come and, like, something to look forward to, you know, of these other villains coming into play and i don't feel like we need any other version of these villains that we had in this movie like i don't need to see tom holland fight another green goblin when he already did it and did not kill him like yeah i don't want that undercut for fighting him or getting another like doc ock or i feel like he fought those villains now he can fight new villains. Right.
1: Yeah. The fact that they end ended with redemption. I mm-hmm. feel like you shouldn't revisit those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the one villain who I'm glad he was the first one to be redeemed was Doc Ock because mm-hmm. that was the tragedy of his story in Spider-Man 2 in the first place was, you know, like that like his mind was basically taken control over by the tentacles or whatever. And to see him, like, go to be the first person redeemed and to see him to kind of come through for the Spider-Man in the final battle was just, like, so cool to see. And then his moment with Toby, and he was like, Hi, Peter, like, how are you? Like, you've grown up.
2: And I'm like, Yeah, yes. I love that. Because he, I mean, he truly wasn't ever seeking to be a villain yeah. or really seeking any kind of selfishness. It just, it happened.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I love that. And I love that we also saw him getting to hold the arc reactor, mm-hmm. you know, the power of the sun in the palm of my hand and kind of realizing, like, like what I worked for my whole life, it actually was possible, you know, mm-hmm. it, ha- it happened. They figured it out in this universe. So I love that too.
0: Mm-hmm. And I like that, and speaking of the arc reactor, I really liked that Jamie Fox's Electro got control over an ARC reactor to see that in use again. Like, in a me loving Tony Stark kind of way, I was like, I kinda needed to see an ARC re- reactor again because I don't know when the next time I will see one, probably in the Ironheart series on Disney Plus or Armor Wars, but like to see it like in action, even in like the hands of a villain was like yeah that was great man the villains were fantastic the performances were great but they were not the only people in this movie but and i want i want to give them all the breathing room but i wanted to ask y'all before we go into that Mm -hmm we're clearly riding on a high of Mm -hmm. this movie. Like, there's just so much that we enjoyed about it, and, like, we haven't even, like, scratched the surface on, like, some of the other stuff that's happened, like, that we love so much about it. But is there anything right now that you're thinking about uh, that you did not enjoy about No Way Home? Is there anything that you feel like, or at least, like, could be improved upon in your mind? And I know, like, we had just watched it tonight, Mm -hmm. so, like it may be even hard to, like, come up with something, and that's... We can just say nothing, potentially, but... I would say, I mean, as as much as I love J.K. Simmons,
2: I don't... I didn't necessarily feel like all of the Daily Bugle stuff was necessary, Mm -hmm. you know? Especially, I think, because we haven't had any of that in Homecoming or Far From Home, you know? Well, other than the end of Far From Home. But it wasn't something where, like... From the beginning of us knowing Spider-Man, he's always had the media attacking him. Mm -hmm. So this felt maybe a little too heavy-handed because there was a lot of it in this movie that we hadn't seen before from the other Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. That would be my main, the main thing that I just, you know, wasn't as as high on. But again, it did kind of propel, Mm -hmm. you know, certain things forward.
0: Plot reasons, you know.
1: You know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you got... The big success of this movie is... I'll say this word, but I don't mean it insultingly. It's a reset for Spider-Man's character. Mm -hmm. It's a reset of Spider-Man in the MCU. No one knows who Peter Parker is again. Spider-Man's all on his own. He has no help. That's always been Spider-Man's character. He's been in team-ups and stuff, but... Reluctantly. He's mm-hmm. always with great power comes great responsibility. And he to this point has shirked that responsibility. And now because he said that, right? He, he said that multiple times until May said her line. He was like, No, it's, it's not my responsibility. It's yeah. not my responsibility. And then May was like, like, shut up. It is your responsibility. And he gets confirmation from that from the other Spider-Man, like, no, like mm-hmm. in their universes, there they are no other heroes. Yeah. It's just them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in this one, yeah, you got other heroes. But it's just you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that the big success of the movie? We're talking about things we didn't like about the movie. Yeah. I'm on a high. I think it's the best Marvel movie of all time. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, give it time. Uh, it's up there. It's no doubt up there.
0: Yeah. I definitely cannot rank this movie after, a, until I've seen it at least like two more times or at an end yeah. outside of like this weekend. I need to see it a couple more times before I can you know accurately say like right. yes this is in my top five or this is my the best MCU movie right. of all time I
1: will. I think it's pretty safe to say at least for my personal opinion this is the best Tom Holland spider-man of all time mm-hmm. in my opinion it's the best spider-man movie of all time mm-hmm. spider-man 2 is great but this is better I, it's better to me and it, re- and it just makes all the other spider-man movies better but things I didn't like the only thing that's popping to mind I did feel like the new like I liked the suit at the very end mm-hmm. when he's showing like a classic Spider-Man suit which is really cool to see. It did kind of feel more CGI'd mm. than some of the other ones. I felt it felt more fake to me than some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. But that was they were making that more cinematic. It was look, like, yeah. It was it was the classic Spider Man ending when he's flying, you know, through New York. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of the scene of Toby, you know, on the on the American flag yeah. over there and swings to and, into credits. So that was the only thing I thought like, ah, eh, okay, I looked a little cheesy.
0: Well, and I think I think the suit looked a little cheesy and like because we finally did see you know. A sewing machine in his new apartment so it's clear like he made this suit and it's it's no suit from tony stark it's no suit made with stark technology it is what he has right now and it does i mean i didn't get a great look at it because it was at night when he was swinging mm-hmm. it was snowing which was like i mean it made me think of into the spider-verse honestly like with all the snow because a lot of it happened when there was snow um in that movie you didn't get the full profile shot of him like in the suit so i couldn't like judge it but it i mean i've been so attached to his former suit so it's like yeah okay great he's in a red and blue again and the spider looks a little bit different and did he, like, watch YouTube videos on, like, how to sew together a suit? Because May isn't teaching him that. Yeah. He's got nobody in his life teaching him how to do this, so. But that's always been, like, a critique of, like, but how do these spider man actually make these suits, you know? Right. I'm with you, actually, Emily. I agree. I think I like J. Jonah Jameson exists in this world. I didn't need to see jk simmons as much as we did in this movie though it was important to propel and kind of like keep the narrative of like there is this war on spider-man and of peter parker but i think at times it kind of took away from what else was happening that like it was like okay here's it but it wasn't like I say like okay here we go again but I wasn't mad about it either but for a two and a half hour movie maybe like one less of those would have been fine. Yeah,
2: I think it made sense in like the first part of the movie as Mm -hmm. you know it kind of puts us into the turmoil of people just finding out and knowing who he is as Spider-Man but as it went on like when he's dealing with the other villains and you know I didn't feel like it made as much sense
0: yeah I am also riding on a high of this movie so I don't have any other major critiques come back to me in a week or two I may have more but I also don't know if I will I, I don't know because I really enjoyed this oh, yeah. but let's get to let's get to the moment we've all been waiting for There has been rumors, there is speculation for a long time. There have been lies. There have been lies, multiple lies. There have been, oh my gosh, thoughts and prayers to these actors who have to lie and keep it together until December 17th, 2021. Mm -hmm. Until they could be free of this burden of are they in this movie or not. And... It finally happened, guys. We have a movie where they brought back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker Spider-Man and in action too. it wasn't just a cameo. It wasn't just a thanks for dealing with these villains for us like they're back in our universe now. No, they were there. They were part of the story and they were so important to Spider-Man. And it reminded me of like in Into the Spider-Verse, you know, like Miles needed all of these other spider people across the Spider-Verse to help him realize who he needed to believe in is himself and to take that responsibility. And they did the same thing here. And it was everything like, what was your reaction to seeing Andrew and Toby walk through the portals into Ned's apartment and they were back? (laughs) I for one was relieved because I was,
2: yeah, I mean there's been so much speculation to the point where you're 99% sure that they're going to show up, but at the same time they've been denying it. So there is always a chance that, oh, they might actually not be in this movie and now I'm just going to be disappointed. So I'm really glad that that did not happen and I just loved how they how they brought them in and. Yeah, how they actually helped Tom Holland's Spider-Man, you know, in this battle and get through, you know, his personal rage and anger. And, yeah, absolutely loved it. I hope Andrew Garfield is enjoying some champagne this weekend, (laughs) getting to breathe.
0: Man, raise a glass to Andrew Garfield.
2: I mean, also Toby, but... But Andrew Andrew Garfield has been on the press circuit a lot more this year, promoting various other movies, and yeah, I'm just glad that he can no longer have to field those questions and lie. Yeah. <laughs> what what a job to to have that pressure. I but mean, he's
0: really gonna earn that Best Actor nomination come Academy Awards, not just because of Tick, Tick, Boom, but for the amount of lying and keeping it together for a year at this point of is he in this movie i don't know flat you know the flat out denials and lies about it but he i mean he's an actor and he held it together so that we could really enjoy this
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it was a lot of fun yeah i was like 95 percent sure they were going to be in it going in the moment Doctor Strange says that when we cast that spell, we start bringing in any, everybody who knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. When The moment he said it, I was like, okay, I'm 99% sure now that they're going to be in here because that, that statement also includes the Spider-Men themselves. The payoff for Ned's doing the portal, you see a silhouette of a Spider-Man. You might think that's our Spider-Man, Tom Holland. He's a little taller. He's a little taller. A little skinnier. (laughs) A little lankier. Likes to skateboard. You know. A lot of hair.
0: The hair game was strong uh, Mm -hmm. in this movie, particularly with Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield. They had some great hair moments, Mm -hmm. for sure. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And I just loved how, you know, it was Ned and MJ who met them first Mm -hmm. and, you know, got to bring them to Peter Parker in his time of need. And I just loved how that was, how that was kind of facilitated.
1: As, and all like all of their chemistry together, just all the Spider-Men together, great chemistry, yeah. all of them. Andrew Garfield, you can just see the, the joy coming out of his soul in this role. I mean, I think a part of him was probably saddened that he didn't get his third movie and that people didn't care for The Amazing Spider-Man 2 not really his fault it's just the way in which they mm-hmm. cut that movie and then then the, and the it, you know there's a lot of things we can go into
0: and the way that we as audience members we moved on very quickly the moment that we knew right. spider-man was going to be in captain america civil war like once we knew he's coming into the mcu it was like we're done with andrew garfield because if that means we can have spider-man in the mcu like
1: mm-hmm.
0: peace out but yeah, he looked like he was having the best time of his life. He
1: grabs them both and is like, "I love, I love you," and they're all they're both like, "Great, right. okay. <laughs> okay, thank you." It was great.
2: Like I'm not the biggest fan of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, or has him as Spider-Man. Um, I think some of it has to do with the writing. I feel like it's not the best in those movies, but I loved seeing him in this. You know. And having some more comedic moments, and I thought this was the best acting I've seen him do as Spider Man, not even in like his own movie. Yeah, it's kind of sad, I guess, but <laughs> but I just loved it. Yeah, I loved their interactions and how they were they all acted differently.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, they had such great chemistry together, and I think they really brought out the best in each other in a way that like we just haven't seen in a hot minute. You know, like, you know, there are great actors that like pull good performances out of people, but it's rare to see in a movie where these three individuals are playing the same character. They're all very unique. They all have great chemistry together and they all play off of each other really well. Like I think about the scene of them In the science lab. All of them working on their like assignments or whatever. And they're talking about like. Did you have like friends. Or like your guy in the chair. And they're like no my best friend died in my arms. And did you have an MJ. It was like well no it was Mm -hmm. Gwen. And you know seeing. Their interactions with each other. Just felt so organic. And they meshed well together. My favorite scene of them though. Has to be when it's just the three of them before the battle, and I didn't know I needed this scene, but the fact that they spent enough time to be like, all right, Toby, let's talk about the web (laughs) that's coming out of your, out of you, as opposed to, like, (laughs) having web shooters, what's the deal? And I think, like, in, you know, in, not, it's like a, a fan dream to, like, watch, then talk about that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but to see that happen before your eyes are just like, this is real life, they're doing the thing I've always wanted them to do, like, <laughs> to talk about it, and then they're, Tom Holland, I, I feel like it was actually Tom Holland and not him playing Peter Parker in his last scene with Toby and Andrew, mm-hmm. when he's trying to just say, like, I just want to say, like, you know. Yeah, when he's saying thank you,
2: yeah, it did feel like Tom it, Holland is saying thank you to these Two other men who, you know, started the role before him, you know, on film.
1: Yeah.
2: He's walking in, you know, their footsteps in this role. That I thought was a beautiful moment.
0: And they passed the torch to him Mm -hmm. in a way that, like, none of them are cheated at this point, you know. Like, especially for Andrew, I feel like Toby was kind of done by the time Spider-Man 3 happened, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was like we were kind of fine with it being the end of it. But having that kind of conclusion with them and seeing them pass the torch to him officially and like, we'll see ya, you know. And Tom Holland was the one to lead them, you know, Mm -hmm. like because they've only, as you said, like he only works alone. He doesn't do many team-ups. But our Tom Holland Spider-Man, he has. He has experience in that, and he was able to... Direct them mm-hmm. to work as a team because he was part of the Avengers. That's cool. What are the Avengers? <laughs> what a great moment. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. all those things that like Yeah, it's like
2: they didn't let the kind of stakes and the epicness of the movie Take away from them writing in things that they would probably logically ask
1: one another, you know yeah. and a lot of payoff just for fans like just yeah, little little Easter eggs, little tidbits, like callbacks to call back, all stuff, like uh, Toby being like, "Oh, my back." Okay, that's that's, that's a whole Spider Man Two thing, you know.
0: I didn't know I needed to see Andrew Garfield crack Toby <laughs> Maguire's back on screen. I was looking like, "Is this is this happening right now?" Right. And I was like, "Yep."
1: Which that even like in Spider Man Two, like the whole my back thing, that was even also a joke in and of itself because Toby had broken his back. Prior to that filming, it was even it was questionable whether he was even going to be able to do it. And Jake Gyllenhaal would have been taken over. Thank goodness that doesn't happen because he's much better, Mysterio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No Mysterio in this movie. No Mysterio. His presence, his is felt. His influence is still felt.
0: It had ripple effects. Like clearly, like what Mysterio did in Far From Home, and in particular you know, the video that came out, like, and all those people are still out there, you know, who, mm-hmm. so, like, who's to say we will never see some form of Mysterio or, like, Dr. Fudge of him again? Who knows? But we do know that, like, I was saying, like, oh, I was thinking Mysterio was going to show up in this, and I'm glad that he didn't, you know, because that honestly, you know, we made the joke earlier, like, too many villains in a movie. They did it so well. I feel like that probably would have been one too many Mm -hmm. considering what all of those villains meant to those other Spider-Men to Mm -hmm. and what they ended up meaning to Tom Holland, Peter Parker, you know, because they all left a huge impact on him for good ways and bad ways. And yeah, like, Glad Mysterio wasn't in it, but and but that's so crazy, you know, thinking about like Jake Gyllenhaal could have been Spider Man yep. mm-hmm. be- out of the Tobey Maguire stuff and how that all like connected together. It just ugh, I love moments like that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the the whole my back thing that was cool. The fact that like Toby's like like therapy Spider Man yes like, to both of them to both Andrew and it's isn't that great like. Like, it's almost like they knew, like, they didn't have to give any time to, like, make Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man feel better. Like, they didn't have to do that, but they did. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. like, no, like, you're, amazing. you're in a bad place, dude, because of all this stuff, and don't blame yourself. Like, yeah. you know, he said like, you're amazing. You're, you're amazing. amazing. You're amazing. I never hear him saying the amazing Spider-Man, but...
0: The, cool that that was, was enough. That was enough for me. Yeah. Like. If they would have said you're the amazing Spider-Man, I would have been like, okay. A little (laughs) heavy-handed. A little heavy-handed. But the amazing was, you know.
2: Yeah, you really do see both of them you know, they're really inhabiting those characters again. Mm -hmm. You know, it could have been easy for either of them to just phone these performances in I feel like, you know, as a fan service, but no, you really feel like, okay, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker is still struggling and still emotionally dealing with losing Gwen and the guilty feels over that and I mean you just see it on his face when he saves MJ mm-hmm. you know it's it's like a cathartic kind of moment for him and and you see Toby Maguire you know his his face of, of coming from more of a kind of experienced place mm-hmm. knowing like I know what Tom Holland's Peter Parker is going through, and the rage he feels, and, and I've been there, and, mm-hmm. like, I know what that will do to him if I don't, like, if someone doesn't step in, and, yeah. and he does. He steps in and stops him from doing something that he would have regretted his whole life.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah.
1: Also, we got a classic Spider-Man in a, in a graveyard scene. <sighs> Every other Spider-Man movie.
0: Always has.
1: Besides the Tom Holland ones had graveyard scenes every Mm -hmm. single one Mm -hmm. and now tom holland finally got his
0: tom holland yeah he got his and tony stark's funeral wasn't enough this poor kid yeah losing tony and losing aunt may roughly in the same year or like within 12 months of each other yeah that's I mean, we don't know how long time has gone on, or I guess a few months have gone by after he like is out at a Spider Man, I guess, because you know they're Goes through Halloween. School. Goes, Goes Halloween. through Halloween. So yeah, about yeah. a year. That's a lot for somebody to lose yeah. somebody, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Alright, missed opportunity. I kind of wish Toby Maguire when he walked through the portal could have been like Yes, the, the dance. dance. <laughs> I mean, either the dance, but I was thinking like... most Spider-Man. Pizza time. Pizza time. <laughs> I was waiting for him to be like a delivery guy like pizza time. And then I would have lost it. And they didn't do, of course, like the, you're Spider-Man, the the meme, but they already did it in, into the Spider-Verse at the very end. So mm-hmm. like...
2: Right. Yeah. And had a kind of a moment where Ned... Like, yeah! Or MJ, I can't remember which... Calls for Peter. It was Ned. And Peter Parker. It's like, we're, we're, we're all, all Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. That doesn't help, so.
0: Oh, man. So many, like, good, like, pleasure beat moments. And something, as y'all were talking, that made something that I remember that I really liked. I liked that we had moments that were just Toby and Andrew. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was great. Great. Because they've never had that, and it kind of just gives them a moment to breathe that they're not solely reliant on... Tom Holland, which again I like that Tom Holland ended up leading them because it is his movie, and like at the end of the day it was his story. But to have those moments of Andrew cracking Toby's back, you know, Mm -hmm. like having those moments to themselves because like they were Spider Man, they were our Spider Man for you know as many years as they were, and to have them alone for a second was like, yeah, we missed you both, like. Not just as like you're you're not just a fun cameo to us, like we still have feelings for mm, both yeah. of you. Also, I okay, I cannot go through this episode. I cannot talk about this movie because there is a lot of great character moments, there are a lot of great there are a lot of great cameos or like we got a lot of people back, but there is somebody who came back, that was a rumor, and he is back. We cannot ignore the fact that in the midst of having Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield back, we got Charlie Cox back as Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil, and hashtag Save Daredevil. Oh my gosh, we have him back, and he was Tom Holland, Peter Parker's lawyer. All of my dreams were coming true in that one scene. Oh my gosh, what did you think about seeing him again?
2: I was... So excited, and I loved how in the trailer, you kind of like thought he might show up in the, like when they were at the precinct, Yes. and then when that didn't happen, it's like, oh, okay, but he shows up later at their house. I think that was nice because you weren't, you kind of weren't expecting it because it didn't happen like where people were guessing it might happen, but I mean... Definitely, like, Kevin Feige, like, in his tweet recently saying, oh, if we bring back Daredevil, it will be Charlie Cox. Hint, hint. we will be you revealed know. real soon.
0: Wink, wink, hint, right.
2: hint. Right. And with this latest Hawkeye episode, bring back Vincent D'Onofrio. And, you know, it was, you know, we were definitely thinking. But I liked that it was it was just a very short, small moment mm-hmm. that... You know you wouldn't even necessarily realize that if you haven't seen daredevil mm-hmm. the show or weren't aware you know but that definitely makes me very excited for how they're going to bring his character back you know in future projects like whatever that will look like
0: yeah like i'm glad that matt murdoch wasn't like suited up as daredevil or anything in this what we got was the perfect amount and seeing him in action catching the brick that was mm-hmm. like thrown into the apartment like it was nothing, I'm like, mm-hmm. he hasn't lost a step, yep. Matt Murdock. I love you. Yeah. It's
2: like
1: a little hint, but he's there as his lawyer. When that so. happens, we see both. Well, he catches it, but Peter also makes a move as he as he as if he was gonna catch it. Yeah. So uh, that's just a little side note, mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of cool thing. <laughs>
0: But yeah, now that we... uh, This past week we had the newest episode of Hawkeye with Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin and all of the Daredevil Netflix fans just collectively losing our minds of like, oh my gosh, she's back. This means we're getting Charlie Cox back real soon. And then to have it, in this (laughs) same week, essentially, we got Charlie Cox back. I'm like... Okay, where's John Barrenthal as Punisher? Let's get Foggy Nelson. I was actually thinking Foggy could show up instead of Charlie Cox. I'm mm. so glad it was Charlie Cox. Like so we've missed you. Like he really cared about playing Daredevil and he was so good at it. Like and I'm I'm glad that he was there.
2: I was so happy. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, such a good moment. I
1: think I think we're definitely gonna get a Spider-Man Daredevil team up. It's Oh, some, at some please. Point. Fisk is in Hawkeye. Do we get a Kate Bishop Spider-Man team up one day? Are they on the same team?
0: Well, Tom Holland was saying he wants to team up with Yelena Belova. So, like, I would yeah. love to see that team up. But I love Kate Bishop, so, like, let's get these two, like, sunshine people together. <laughs> they would make a great <laughs> team. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we've... We've covered a lot of this movie, but a big part of the plot of this movie had to do with Doctor Strange, because clearly, like, Doctor Strange cast this spell, Peter reached out to him, and honestly, like, shout out to Benedict Cumberbatch, because when Peter decided to sacrifice, like, everybody knowing he was Peter Parker, like, you saw Stephen Strange get really choked up about it, Mm -hmm. because, like... He cared for this kid. He went from ready to sacrificing this kid in Infinity War to being, like, choked up, like, I'm not going to really see you around, kid. Like, it's going to be a hot minute if I do. Which has made things way more interesting going into the next MCU movie, which is currently doing reshoots right now, which is Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and... We have been waiting for a trailer. We've been waiting for anything about this movie. And we got a trailer as the post-credit scene. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah, that was very unexpected. I don't know That's technically a full trailer, but, I mean, it's close enough. It's definitely more it's than... It's the closest we've ever right, gotten. It's definitely, it's definitely more than, like, a regular end-credit scene, you know? But that probably tells me that we'll get an actual, like, trailer, trailer soon. But, yeah, very excited for that. Excited to see Wanda again. Wanda! Been waiting patiently for Wanda after WandaVision ended. Cannot wait to see more of her.
1: Um, Wanda's a more powerful wizard than the Sorcerer Supreme, so who's to say in a few Spider-Man movies she doesn't fix some of the forget- hey, the forgetfulness who knows, who knows. issues. She's um, also
0: looking for her kids. She heard them screaming out yeah, right. so therefore yeah. she's yeah. She, if she can bring her, yeah. her kids back. That tonight, could be potentially
2: can. why she agrees to help Strange. Because mm-hmm. well, you kind sh- of get that she's kind of I don't know in that scene to me at least it's like okay she doesn't want any part of this like mm-hmm. she's lost so much She messed up really bad in WandaVision. She's still feeling guilt about how she went about that. Um, Even though she fixed things at the end. She probably is feeling that she wants to just lay low for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Very excited to see that movie. And obviously, like, we know a lot of the implications. Or the implications of this movie they're going to have on... Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. So I just love how they're really setting up this next phase of the MCU. After, you know, Endgame, I was like very unsure of how they were going to knit together a new story for us to be excited about. But mm-hmm. so far, with every new project, hey. makes me more and more excited for whatever the next
1: one is. No one backs Kevin Feige in the corner.
2: Hey, I trust Kevin Feige, I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. endgame had really big shoes to fill Mm -hmm. it's a very massive event of a movie so
0: and i would say like this yeah this was the event movie of 2021 you know like in the way that endgame was for 2019 for sure and but yeah i you know with with each new property it feel or like new movie or project the stakes and the implications start to get a little bit bigger. Like, Hawkeye is very much, like, grounded and, you know, you know, we're not breaking the multiverse in that. But with the movies, it seems like things are starting to get, are starting to escalate fast. And Doctor Strange, in particular, he he did this thing for Peter Parker and now, like, he has to deal with the fallout of this. Like, and we're, we saw, you know... Christine Palmer back again. Rachel McAdams, you know. Getting married. Getting married probably to somebody else. Mm. You know how devastating that's going to be? Oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. Glad
2: to see her back. Hopefully she has a better or bigger role. Yeah. In this next
0: movie. She had a better role in her What If episode with Doctor Strange, which has clear implications of this movie, Mm -hmm. because if you watch that episode, you know that, like... He lost her and he became, in one universe, he became Doctor Strange in order to try to find a way to save her life. And he could not do it in every single, like, she had to die. So, and then his evil, most powerful version of himself is there, which we get to see. And just have that happen was, like, to show that in this Trailer, the sizzle reel, whatever you want to call it, to see him versus himself, I'm like, oh, we're doing this. We're getting dark. I cannot mm-hmm. wait.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm excited. That doesn't come out till May. May. Ugh, it's so long to wait. So. We've been spoiled these last couple of months, you know, getting a new Marvel like every two months. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it'll it'll be okay
0: <laughs> yeah like we're not going to have anything we don't even know when the next disney plus marvel series is coming out next so we will be we'll be in a, another drought for a little bit but we also got a mid credit scene where we tied back to the sony-verse of it all and we saw tom hardy again Trying to understand the dynamics of the MCU verse that he
1: <laughs>
0: was blipped mm-hmm. into, or not blipped, but you know, he yeah was taken into. And then, as soon as he was starting to figure it out and saying, I need to find this mm-hmm. Spider Man, he disappears again. But a piece leaving of, behind, but he left a piece behind of the symbiote. Ooh. We're getting a venom, guys. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Which I think will be interesting if it's like a different, you know, maybe it's not Venom proper, but if it's like a different actor, you know, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how, how it goes. Or maybe if they want to bring in Tom Hardy with, you know, Tom Holland, maybe it'll be a, another Venom type, but they'll bring him in to help, you know, destroy him or something. I don't know. We'll Mm -hmm. see. But yeah I love how like people after the venom let there be carnage after those that end credit scene people you know were speculating that he might show up in this movie mm-hmm. and it is funny that like seemingly he like spent the whole time trying to figure out like what happened and it's yeah as soon as he figures it out he's gone <laughs> So, he had, he had no time to actually help or do anything of importance.
0: Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet.
2: But, yeah, that I think is, you know, definitely setting up whatever the next Spider-Man movie will be.
0: Mm-hmm. Come on, for Grace. Yes. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, bring back for Grace. Bring back Ben Affleck as <laughs> Daredevil. Except no, I'm glad we got Charlie Cox. I we don't need <laughs> Ben Affleck back and I think he's kind of done touching these kind no. of bigger properties now. Yeah.
2: No, I, I would be okay if it, it's not Topher for Grace. <laughs> yeah. I can have someone else. But or if- I guess that could infect Tom, like Peter Parker.
0: Oh my gosh, guys. That probably would be what hap would happen, right? Mm-hmm. I just had probably. this thought. So the scene I'm going back to Charlie Cox again. The scene where he is in the apartment with May, Happy, and Peter. John Favreau played Foggy Nelson in the Bin Act Daredevil. Oh wow. And Charlie Cox is Matt Burdock is there. Guys! Wow, I did not realize that. <laughs> we did it! That's cool. Wow. So I had Foggy Nelson the whole time. It was just happy hogan. <laughs> there you go. I did not realize that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we we had it. We we've, we've had it all along. I like that <laughs> for us. Mhm. Do y'all have any final final thoughts or do you feel like depleted of all of your no way home uh thoughts, opinions? fanboy, fangirl things that you need to say about this movie, the mid-credit, post-credit scenes, like where we're going in the MCU.
1: I'm super excited of where we're going. Thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Gotta sit with it more to see where, where it ends up ranking, but if I'm I'll I'll ride this high as long as I can and it's the best Marvel movie I've seen and i'll just, i'll keep saying that until i i come off this high <laughs> and it's definitely not a spider-man movie um i can't think of all the different little easter eggs and all the different little nice touches they did but they did every, every character was done justice mm-hmm. i'm sure you can go line by line of the script of this and, re, and you can pull out and say oh that line was from spider-man 2 that line mm-hmm. was from you know oh that's what you know he says and this and that and it's just a Nothing feels forced, nothing felt overly cheesy, I, th- I thought. I think they just, they did a great job in everything. We've said it before, we'll say it again. This is just a celebration of, of everything that Spider-Man is, mm-hmm. and a return to form to the core of who Spider-Man is. No, he's not dependent on, on Tony or any other mentors at this point. He's, he's been mentored, and he's on his own. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. For him, but also probably freeing for him, too. I think, in, like, he, he doesn't hold any punches now. He kind of, he's he's on his own, and he... So, I and mean, to me, a uh, thing that just popped in my head, I've always thought in these other movies, like, why is Spider-Man not show up? Why did he not show up? In, mm-hmm. Why is he not showing up in Hawkeye? Or why are people not calling him? Mm-hmm. Well, now we know maybe it's they don't know who Peter Parker is. Yeah. And they don't know who to call. Yeah, They don't know who to call, and... But now... He, he's taking the responsibility. He's no, I am New York's hero.
0: Yeah. He's
1: taking that mantle, and who's to say we now, starting now, this is the moment we start seeing Spider-Man take responsibility for anything that, that happens in his city. Mm. And he interacts with Daredevil when he goes to Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. He interacts with, you know, Kate, wherever she is. So that'd be cool to see him solidified as New York's, New York's Avenger.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Emily, what about you?
2: Yeah, I just, yeah, I love this movie. Yes, I am at riding a high, so not sure where it will land, you know, in my ranking of MCU films. But I definitely think this, like, trilogy is, like, just an amazing, you know, amazing arc, amazing kind of story, and it all kind of connects, you know. I don't feel like there's, like, a weak link. In the Tom Holland movies.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how it ends, you know, like he has gone through a lot of loss, but we also see him at the end, like getting his apartment and he smiles. And there's like a sense of hope also of, you know, him realizing like, like his responsibility and kind of being okay with it for the first time. And, Maybe even a sense of, you know, feeling this this might be easier now that people don't know Mm -hmm. who I am. You know, I think that that'll be something he'll have to fight against, I think, in the next movie is he does need people, you know, Mm -hmm. like easier as it might be to, you know, not feel like you're responsible for the safety of, you know, anyone that you love. Or feel that you're putting the people you love in danger just because they know who you are. I think he's going to have to realize, like, it's not good for me to be lonely in this. It's not good for me not to have help and Mm -hmm. kind of that emotional support. Yeah, I think for now he's in a spot where he's, you know, maybe okay with... You know, feeling like he has the freedom to you know, do what he needs to do without always worrying about his friends and, you know, putting those in harm's way.
0: It's interesting how so far I feel like a lot of these for I mean this year of twenty twenty one and you know, we have these first few projects of phase four under our belt now, and a lot of them have to do with the idea of Kind of coming to terms with like different losses and pains of, you know, the trauma that they've experienced and like having it, seeing the need to like recognize it and maybe have some time alone in order to actually like heal and move on. Honestly, all of them need therapy. That's a different story. But for, you know, Peter Parker to, Have this reset to be on his own and to he looks good being alone right now. And you know, I don't think he should be an island for forever, but for this current period of time, I think it'll do him some good. And I foresee it being a struggle for him to just let anybody in, you know, even have a friend again. I feel like that's will kind of see him be a loner and you know somebody wanting to like be his friend being like i don't know if i even want to be friends with you because i just know the weight of that and what has cost me in the past you know i am also riding the high of this movie i think it is epic it's emotional and at the end of the day it is a spider-man movie and it's it's tom holland's spider-man movie it's also poetically toby and andrew's last spider-man movie that we feel like there is officially closure there we do not need to see them anymore they have been sent off in a way that like their story is complete and guys this is the first time we've had a good spider-man three true we finally got that like (laughs) And all of them got that. Andrew never got it. He got it here. Toby never had that. He had it here. Tom has only had hits, but he got one here. Because Toby only had hits at first. Mm -hmm. And then Spider-Man 3 happened. So, like, they all got their good ending. And a harder ending for Tom Holland. But, like, it's still a hopeful ending for what lies ahead for him. And I'm excited. I... I he's my favorite Spider-Man of the bunch, mm-hmm. and but it may, but this movie made me realize how much I care about all of them. I, anyone can put on the mask. All of them are Spider-Man, and I feel bad for all of the stuff I've said about Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man in the past. And now I want to like I loved seeing him again. It was so it was so good seeing him. Oh my gosh, this was. This was such a great night. This was so much fun. Thank you both so much for um, allowing me to record a conversation of us talking about Spider-Man No Way Home because there is no way I could not talk about this movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was definitely
2: fun to share our thoughts and just get to word vomit of all that we've experienced this evening watching this film and getting to talk about it and or not have to worry about sharing spoilers oh
0: my gosh yeah
2: you all have been warned so
0: (laughs) yeah y'all were warned up top and the movie is officially out now so Mm -hmm. it's like by the time this episode comes out like spoilers are fair game kind of too like unless you are actively blocking them out which is what i did this past week unless you're not blocking them out they will be out there in the open so you by the time you listen to this episode, you probably already know that Toby and Andrew are back or that Charlie Cox, like you'll already know and it'll be great. Thanks for joining me guys. Where, where can people find you? Uh, do you have any, uh, social media handles to share? Well, you can find me on
2: Instagram. Um,
0: I do post
2: short film reviews on my movie page, which is CLT Cinephile. So you can give me a follow there. I will have a Spider-Man No Way Home review up shortly, probably by the time this episode comes out. So
0: definitely follow uh, that account. It is great, and especially now that we're getting closer to like award season, I imagine it'll be a lot of fun checking out reviews. So do it
2: definitely more so on the award side, prestige films. But I'll be talking way more about Andrew Garfield as we get closer to Oscar season. You can be sure, because he's, well, hopefully going to get a nomination for Tick, Tick, Boom. I won't jinx anything, but
1: we'll see. In my socials, personal accounts, at Tilly Dominguez on both Instagram and Twitter. I don't post too much, but you can see what I like. And, you know, if you want to hear more from me or something, send me a message
0: cool cool and as always you can follow me on twitter and instagram at meredith loftus and don't forget to follow the podcast on twitter at fangirl forum pod and if you're listening to this and you like my podcast please uh rate and leave a review on wherever you listen to this i don't know how all of it works but i really appreciate it if you did it great great Hey, you know what, Fangirl Forum listeners, thank you so much for listening Uh, in 2021. This has just been a lot of fun this year. And uh, it wouldn't be possible without all of you listening, or really nobody's listening, and you're just listening to me ramble anyways. And that is totally fine too. I look forward to chatting with y'all again in 2022. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic day.